Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the EKN Radio Network, and welcome to 2020, a brand new year. We uh, rolled the calendar over from December of 2019, a brand new season here on the EKN Radio Network, and of course, a brand new season of competition uh, all over North America. And of course, we'll focus a lot on the United States. A lot of great racing lined up, whether it's uh, national events, some of the fantastic regional series, all the club racing through our Operation Grassroots program, and all the fantastic one-off races that have really kind of come to the forefront here over the last couple of years. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always here by David Cole, the first podcast of 2020. David Cole, I'll bring you in right now. We won't even tell anybody about what podcast it is, but hey, welcome to the new year. <laughs> welcome to 2020. Uh, another it. decade. Yeah. You're going to pull the Barbara Walters? Welcome to 2020. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sure half the half our audience doesn't even know who that is, so. That's probably true. You're right. This first podcast of 2020, our actual fourth episode of our new podcast that we started just before the Super Nationals last year, the EKN Outlap. Essentially, it is a, a podcast where we will be uh, previewing the events that will be coming to uh, the you know the, the weekend coming up. The first season or the first race of the year, of course, the Supercarts USA Winter Series opener at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. This is our preview podcast. We'll dive in. David Cole and I will talk about some of the stories that are going on. We'll talk about entries, we'll talk about the drivers that are coming to the events. As we get further into some of these series, we'll be able to look at, of course, where people stand in the points, whether it's a championship run, whatever it may be. A lot of stories. The Outlap was very popular last year. We look forward to doing it ahead of all of our EKN Trackside live events here in 2020. This particular episode, episode four of the Outlap, it is January the 7th. It is brought to you by acceleration kart racing we do want to thank acceleration again i had the uh, story that a morning coffee that i posted today uh, on the website acceleration kart racing have been advertisers on e-karting news since we bought the website back in 2004 and in fact they were advertisers i think when it very first started in, tw- in 2002 but 15 years of support from acceleration kart racing we thank them very much for that acceleration kart racing has everything you need to go racing from tires to helmets They have a great website for you to order from and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get you the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Kart Racing your go-to source for everything kart racing. And the website is www.shopakr.com. All right, David, new season, bud. We uh, are still kind of rounding out our actual EKN trackside live schedule for where we're going to be going here in 2020. But the bottom line is two races to start off the 2020 season here in January. And we'll kick things off with the Scusa Winter Series down at Homestead. Should be fun. AMR Motorplex presented by MG Tires is a facility in Homestead. Mm-hmm. A very historic uh, facility that uh, has been part of uh, the karting uh, landscape since the early 2000s. Uh, a, a very unique track in that it's it, it appears to be a simple racetrack to drive. Would you assume that? I haven't driven it. You have. Well, I yeah, I have. And, and yeah, if, if you were to look at it, because really it's a bunch of ninety degree corners, a couple of hairpins, and a, you know a, a sweeper on the inside, right? That's about it. But man, what a great racetrack! Fun to drive. I it's one of my favorite tracks to be honest that I've ever driven in my twenty five years. I love that racetrack. Uh, 
lot of opportunity to pass, which is great. Keeps the keeps the uh, the competition super tight. But it, it's a, I think it's a technical racetrack. I do. Yeah, and the opening event for the Scusa Winter Series is going to go in the counterclockwise direction, which is the typical direction for the twelve turns, seven tenths of a mile course. Uh, that we we typically see at the facility, uh, and then next month in February, I believe they're going to do the counter or the clockwise direction, which is essentially backwards to what everybody's used to there at uh, at Homestead. Uh, the, the facility there it's been a, a long time home for the Florida Winter Tour back in the early Scoozy years when uh, when uh, Bill Wright was was in charge of the uh, of the Florida Winter Tour back then. Uh, and as you said, you've raced there. So when, when was that? <laughs> I did. I want to say it was 2000. So let's say 20 years ago was when I first, I first jumped into a, a 125cc shifter car. I had never driven one before. Even uh, when I started shifter car illustrated magazine in 1998, I had never driven one right before, right when I started it in October of 98, I actually went up to three S go-karts in Ontario uh, to Enzo Chiovini's place. They were the, uh, the, the Burrell importer for the chassis. And I jumped behind the wheel of I I want to say I think it was a formula like a Formula C cart for it was Anthony Simone, who uh, who is now driving. He did a lot of Pinty's racing, NASCAR racing. He's running in the Prototype Challenge. His son actually running at the Super Nationals this past year. Anthony was of course one of the top drivers from Ontario. I only first started got got to a shifter cart right when I started the magazine. And yeah, my really first time racing one was 2000 on a CTS, and and Homestead was part of the uh, was part of the uh, the series that year. It was fun. Well, the Homestead facility uh, took over new management in 2017 now with the Vantage Karting Group or VKG Entertainment, which is co-owned by Justin Marks and Eric Jones. They are the same owners as the GoPro Motorplex. So there's a lot of similarities in the branding uh, between the two facilities. Uh, And of course, uh, one of the uh, situations that we'll see uh, throughout the weekend uh, is speed bumps, uh, something that uh, was was a major issue last year. Um, and being the course limits, uh, that, yeah, turn, that was a talking point. I, I believe turn one was a really a big major situation, but and then I, ironically, when they go backwards, it was even more of an issue, uh, with drivers, uh, taking advantage of, of course limits because there is no grass there whatsoever. Everything no. is pavement. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we're giving you the outlap, a little preview here of the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series for 2020, January 10th, 11th, and 12th this coming weekend. Uh, of course, practice uh, on Friday with qualifying. Are we doing qualifying? I will talk about that later, but I know that's full. Oh, we'll, no, we'll just do the time practice on Friday afternoon, then full days of, of racing, of qualifying, pre-finals and finals on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, David, you, you mentioned the the speed bumps. I think that'll be really interesting. I, I I'd love to get some feedback because a number of drivers were actually on the racetrack this past weekend, the track opening up for unofficial practice, uh, roughly 90 drivers on the racetrack. A lot of the major teams down were, were down there. Rawlson Performance Group, of course, was there. Uh, Speed Concepts, all those primary teams were down kind of testing things out, getting ready to go. Uh, but yeah, the speed bumps thing was interesting because last year, as you said, no grass, nothing but pavement. It's, it's a parking lot at the, you know, the, the big track at Homestead Miami Speedway. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that, is that the course is laid out. There are there are curbs in a lot of areas, right? The the off track, they've done a beautiful job painting uh, the off track, so you know what's the racetrack and what's not the racetrack. But unless you have some kind of a penalty and a way to police it, and we saw it with the Indy cars at Circuit of the Americas as well last March, and they, they worked on that with a timing line. Maybe that's something they can look at as well. But the bottom line is, David, they decided to put some speed bumps in. I'm really interested. Number one, in getting feedback from the drivers. 
and number two, and seeing it for, for myself because it's just speed bumps are, are kind of a weird thing to throw out for Cardi, knowing how low we run. Well, it's something, as you said, that was well received uh, during that practice session uh, last weekend, uh, talking to Xander Clements of AMR Motorplex. Uh, he told me, you know, it's it's very it's not the same type of speed bumps that we've seen at GoPro Motorplex because. Uh, if you go there, there's the S's and then they go through the, the left hander. And as they come out of there, all the carts tend to go over the bumps onto what is a flat concrete surface. And so essentially, like you said, at AMR guys were exceeding the, uh, the track limits, <laughs> which, you know, is yeah. weird because you go over the, the speed, the actual curbing to get onto a flat part that uh, gains you a little bit. So they added the speed bumps and, and there, at least I, where I seen at GoPro Motorplex, it, it, it unsettles the cart a lot. I mean, it, it doesn't do damage as much. I mean, now with pushback bumpers, it, it has <laughs> been known to, uh, to push back some bumpers. So uh, that could All be right. one of yeah, the biggest okay. issues we see with drivers trying to, to push the limits and, and exceed the track limits. So, but these ones are a little bit different. Um, so I don't think drivers are going to be able to hit these as hard as what they do at GoPro Motorplex because we've seen guys still hit those pretty hard and be able to continue on and, and not lose any spots or really not lose any time. So we'll see how they how they interact and how much it's it's actually used uh, throughout this weekend. I think more so in February than this, than this weekend. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going because when you go back the other direction – Really, the last two corners of the racetrack are it's a 90 degree right, 90 degree right. You know, so what's what was happening is guys were just rolling flat out through the, the first 90 degree, not even coming anywhere close to the racetrack. They were, it was just a big sweeping arc to come back on the front straightaway. Now, with those rumbles on there now, I can't wait to see what it does in terms of upsetting the cart, slowing them down. Is it enough of a deterrent for people not to do that? And number two, you know, maybe at that point with those rumbles, it's going to be pretty easy to have a corner worker there say, you know, starting to call some numbers out. Yeah, this guy was four wheels on the other side, four wheels on the other side. It's something that, that they didn't do last year, and that was the issue. Hey, listen, we have all this. this, this um, The video. I the mean, video, that was. All the video marching. Yeah, that was yeah. that was my concern yeah. because I wasn't at the events. I haven't gone to the Scooters of Winter Series, but we have the all the corner or video marshalling systems. Use it, you know, point at point a camera yep. where, where, where the track limits are being exceeded. And start going through, you know, lap by lap, marking down. I mean, if you if you have to give a guy a a, a four second penalty, uh, or f- even a five second penalty for exceeding the track limit every lap, then so be it. You know that that's what yeah, you have to do in order to get these guys to stop doing it. Otherwise, you you put a you just put a wall there, you know, and then and then guys <laughs> are going to be complaining because they're bending. Then then there's more guys that are damaging their their uh, yeah. their equipment. So. So That's, officials just need to to step up and be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna assess penalties, plain and simple. Well, that that's the spectrum, right, David? You said it. If you really don't want it to happen, put up a bunch of tech pro barriers, whatever the barriers are. Put the barriers up; nobody's gonna hit them. But then you got the guy that gets shoved off, and it's not his fault, and ends up demoing a chassis. But you give a give a carter an inch, he's gonna take a mile. So the minute you say, hey, you're allowed, you know, you can put two wheels off, then it's four wheels, and then there's all oh, it is is arguments and, and and battles left and right. Now the cool thing, I thought. This is the, what IndyCar did. And I'm going to talk to Joe Janowski about it. At Coda, they've installed a timing line on the racetrack coming out of that final. It's the final complex of corners before you come onto the straightaway down in Austin. And so there's a, a, an extra timing line there that does. So if a, if a car goes 
outside the timing line, you know, essentially, uh, you know, exceeding track limits, they won't trip that that timing line, which is an immediate penalty. That's a now that's a big thing to do over there to have to run another line and cut, you know, do the whole thing again. But that could be an easy way to do it. You just go back to the lap. You didn't click that particular timing line. And, you know, there's a penalty right there. But that's something they can look at. We'll see what they've done. Let's well, that's, we'll, let's give them the benefit. The, let's give them the benefit of the doubt out of the, out of the box and see if this works, right? Yeah, I, I think the speed bumps will help. But, yeah, again, a wall is an easiest, easier solution. Hey, don't go past the wall. Because if you do, you're done. <laughs> well, you and I have never given Joe Janowski an inch anyways. So, and he knows that. So <laughs> why, why would we? He's the Polish hammer, is he, he is. not? You know, you never hammer. give a hammer an inch. That's never true. Never give a hammer. All right, let's continue on talking more about the event notes here. David, of course, brought up a bit about the track itself, 12 turns, seven-tenths of a mile. We'll run counterclockwise this particular uh, uh, this particular weekend, which has that big, long run down the straightaway. I sent you almost a flat out, I think, 90-degree. I'm not sure which categories roll that much speed through that 90-degree that, uh, left-hander. Front straightaway run into the contact section. We're talking about turns one and two where the, bump, the, the, uh, the rumbles – are the speed bumps are on the outside of that corner, rolling into the double, you know, the double left-hander, one, two, right-hand turn three down into the first hairpin. Just a tremendous racetrack, and uh, it's going to be fun. Official practice, we talked about, unofficial practice, rather, last weekend, January 3rd, and, uh, 3rd 4th, and 5th. We had some drivers on track. We got the speed bumps. But, David, really one of the cool kind of news items, the announcements that came late last year was the fact that the Margate Ignite program would be joining Supercarts USA uh, down in Florida. The first time in the 25-year history, I think, of the SCUSA program where there's been a really an official partnership with Margay. Uh, they, they've called it one of their majors. You know, Margay has their majors, which are the SCUSA Winter Tour, Quincy, Rock Island, Brickyard, uh, those major events where they uh, where they have their arrive and drive programs. But man, pretty cool to see that the uh, the Ignite program come in and essentially take over that 206 program that was lightly supported last year. Yeah, it uh, it replaces. So they have their Ignite Senior and Master replaces yep. 206 Senior and Master. So it's a it's a good even swap. You know, again, the only difference being that you have to have this spec Ignite uh, engine power chassis package in order to compete in the two categories this year where compared to last year it was basically open chassis rules uh for for either category so um you know essentially what it boils down to was is wk ousted uh the margay ignite program which was the biggest class at their daytona cart week uh event yep. and uh so margay needed a place to go in the winter time and and thankfully they were able to work out a deal with supercarts usa because even though the tire brands differ we have hoosier tires on the margay ignites and we have uh mg tires for the scusa winter series the the programs were still able to come together and and put on put terms together to uh to include one another so uh so if margay ignite now has two events in the in the winter time using both Scusa Winter Series events of January 1 this weekend and again next month in February. So uh, allows, again, all the drivers that uh, are part of the McKnight, Margay Ignite program or want to be part of it, want to kind of take a take a sample of it, you know, it's a good opportunity to do that and and provides that, you know, a great arrive and drive program that we've we've kind of been following for the last, what, five years now uh, that, yeah. uh, that Margay has done with the Ignite program. You know what, David, I think the interesting thing for me is, you know, Scusa came in and they, there was interest when they had the winter series of some, hey, let's throw, a, let's throw a Briggs category in here. Let's let's get this four-cycle program as part of the Scusa winter series. There's lots of drivers down there. 
But there is a lot of opportunity for Florida 206 racers to drive, whether it's the club event, you know, the, the track series at um, at Homestead, or whether you're running over at Anderson or up at Ocala or wherever you're racing. It's it's interesting because, you know, maybe a lot of those racers may say, hey, you know what, I, I'll drive, I, I'll just drive enough. I drive my track, my track club series. I don't need to, to be part of the Scooja deal. And I think the, that's why the numbers weren't massive. This is different because this, this really gives an opportunity for the Margay Ignite family to come south, right? There's no real reason for Florida drivers to jump in to run the Scusa Winter Series. Yeah, there, there, there's some great officials. We have EK and Trackside Live coverage, the whole deal. It's fun to be part of a big race like that. But, you know, a lot of those racers, I think, said, you know what? I'll skip the expense of this race. And I'm going to run my club race next weekend. This allows the Margay guys who are dying to go racing again because they haven't driven potentially since, you know, the, the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals or the final race at Gateway or whatever it may be. Like us, David, they can get the heck out of the snow, uh, bring their stuff down or throw the stuff in the back of the. I know Margay hauled a lot of equipment down there. This is their opportunity to do some winter racing. Florida guys do winter racing all the time. I really like this because all the this growing family of Ignite uh, racers get a chance to get out of the snow down to Florida. Dude, it's going to be 80 degrees down there this weekend. It's going to, you know, for them, what a great opportunity, I think. Well, as we've talked about many times with the Briggs package, we we didn't want to see it national racing. And typically that's because there's there's so many different places for it to run now. Uh, there, as you said, Florida, there's just so many, they, they race 12 months out of the year. So yeah, what, you know, adding two more weekends is just another, you know, just added expense to, to 206 racers, which is not what it's intended to be. So that's, and then we'll, something we'll talk about later when we kind of look at the categories is the, the number of States that are represented in the Margay night program. Uh, that are coming down to Florida because I, I, I believe 90%, if not more are out of Florida are outside of Florida. So, and that's exactly what, what they, they are catering to. They're catering to drivers from all over the North America who can fly in and do that arrive and drive program and not have to worry about anything. No, everything's taken care of at a fairly reasonable price and have a, a package that can win right off the trailer. Just you pick, oh. Pick that's your cart and, and drive it. Essentially, it. is almost what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, again, as I said before, the first uh, event of the majors program uh, for Margay Ignite this year of, of 2020. One of the cool things, David, you know, I love it. I, you always hear people will say, hey, you know what? The 206 program, I, you know, I, I've raced a shifter or I'm a guy that races a two cycle and maybe the, uh, the 206 is too slow for me. How about this? How about a couple of indie car drivers coming out to run again? Because they love the sport. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure that the, the Ignite 206 is a little slower than one of the Delara indie cars. But Gabby Chavez is coming down. He's actually just announced a new run for him in the IMSA series, as is Santino Ferrucci. Santino's going to run. He ran, what, two weeks ago in Daytona. He's going to be on board a Margay Ignite. It's just it's about the beauty of the sport. Both of those drivers going to be in the field for this uh, weekend's Ignite Challenge down at uh, at uh, Homestead. Yeah, I'm kind of upset I'm not able to make it down there and, and actually race against these two guys. It would be really cool <laughs> to do that because, again, that's the great thing about the Ignite program. Anybody can be competitive. Uh, it boils down to to a driver mending with a chassis. And, and that's the great thing about it is anybody can win. You just have to you have to put the work in. And so it's awesome. It's fun. 
So here's your event schedule uh, on track uh, Wednesday and Thursday for unofficial practice. Friday is a, the first official practice day with five sessions. We'll go live on the EKN radio network with the call of the final practice session. We use that to make sure our, our uh, system's working well. We work with the track to make sure the PA's uh, hooking up with, uh, with our, uh, our recording studio down there at Homestead. Saturday, Sunday, round one, round two, qualifying pre-final final each day. That'll cap things off for the opening weekend. We'll be back in February to do it all again. So folks, this is episode number four of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast, the first podcast of the 2020 season here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. David Cole joining me. When we get back, we're going to jump in and look at some of the numbers because uh, pretty solid pre-entries as we head into the weekend here as the Supercarts USA program kicks off their winter series in Homestead. Stay with us. More to come after this break. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all our products are just a mouse click away. We ship daily to ensure that you get your order as quickly as possible, and we are constantly adding new products to our online store. We specialize in IME engines, tillet seats, ceramic product line, OTK products, Briggs and Stratton engines, and of course, our championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fit your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge. The dedicated spirit of every Briggs and Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Every winter, young drivers take the leap up to the next class. Whether it's micro to mini, mini to junior, or the big jump from junior into the senior ranks, it's tougher competition. If your son or daughter are moving up a class in 2020, give them exactly what they need to be ready. Professional coaching from the most respected teacher in the sport. With over 30 years of karting experience, Alan Rudolph and his staff at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy specialize in training young racers and accelerating their skills so that they're ready for the next challenge. Don't just invest in equipment. Invest in your driver. Bring them to the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy at Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston and invest in their skill development. Get them ready to take on that next on-track challenge better prepared than ever. Get ready for 2020 by calling the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy at 866-607-7223. Head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. 
Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Our first podcast of the 2020 season, episode number four of the EKN Outlap. And David and I essentially previewing the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series, which will take place this weekend, January 10, 11, and 12 at AMR Motorplex down in Homestead, Florida. Uh, David, some pretty solid numbers. We were in, in, in contact with uh, the good folks over at Supercarts USA, Tony Leone, letting us know. I think the number was 229 pre-entries. And last year, the total number for the opening round was 235. Knowing the walk-up that we normally get these days and guys that don't pre-enter, because I still don't know why people don't do that. But again, I guess after Christmas, people's credit cards may be a little shaky. Mine is. Uh, 200, <laughs> yeah. I hear you, dude. I know. I ate, I ate a lot of food this, this year. I had some great prime rib. I'm sure yours is too. But but 2019, 235 entries, a pre-entry total already of 229. I think we'll probably uh, top the, the mark from last year. Yeah, I, I believe we'll, we'll – I mean, we only need six drivers to show up, and I yeah. think that, that we'll get that uh, probably in some of the uh, IAMI categories yeah. likely. Um, 250 wouldn't surprise me. At all. Yeah, no, it, 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 there's definitely a, a chance for that to happen. Again, we just got the yeah. entry list, so we haven't been able to really examine it and, and notice who's missing and who's not. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think 250 is an optimal goal to reach uh, when you're heading in with two, 229 uh, as, as entry just wrapped up. But, uh, again, it's a solid start to the 2020 season because, again, 235 last year, almost already there with the pre-entries uh it, it, it it's 10 it tends to lead into uh a preview of what's going to happen throughout the season so i think we're still going to see some big yeah. numbers uh throughout the scusa pro tour in 2020 i do too and i think to a certain extent the numbers we're going to see here are indicative and then to a certain extent not because when we talk about the the uh, the shifter categories the pro one and pro two and the g1 and g2 there's just not a lot of guys running the engine on the East coast. And we saw that last year, right? It took a bunch of guys coming over from, uh, from California to kind of prop that up in the, in the debut of the engine. That's what we'll talk about. But Micro Swift last year, uh, 19 en- uh, entries with uh, Mateus Arjuela and Beckham. You see her getting race wins. I think what's, what's micro this year, I think 17. So very close. Uh, Mini Swift was 31 last year. I think they're at 32. So very close with Costa and uh, Kai Swords getting race wins. X30 Jr., Luke Lang, and Justin Arsenal were, were race winners 54 last year. I think 41 in X30 Jr. this year. The big places, David, we're going to see growth when we get there is the KA100. It's it's definitely been a program. We know this growing. X30 Sr., very close, uh, 54 last year with Lorenzo Travis Anuto and, of course, eventual champion Ryan Norberg getting race wins. There's 50 drivers in the category this year. Uh, PK and Renato David were the winners last year in X30 Master. There were 21. Uh, Master down to just 10 this year. Pro Shifter, AJ Myers was able to sweep the weekend. Uh, they had 12. Uh, David, a little lower this time here for the Pro Shifter category. I believe seven drivers in total, three in the Pro 1 class and four in Pro 2. That That's where the, the, the drop is potentially here. But I think we're going to see more guys, of course, on the Pro Tour. Yeah, I mean, the, looking at the numbers, you look at K100, um, that's where our growth is essentially yep. uh, with the senior only having three last year and now moving up to 15 in senior, 25 in junior coming up from 18 last year. So that's where a lot of our growth is, along with the, even the, the Ignite category bringing in a total yeah. of 27 to where there was only 13 total Briggs 206 racers last year. So that's where our growth is. 
we knew the micro and mini and X30 X30 categories were going to be very similar to what they were last year. Actually, a drop in X30 Master, which has gone down to 10 uh, from 21. So that's that's a that's a area where Scusa needs to look at why uh, why the drop happens. But uh, we knew going in, it was the question was what's going to happen in Shifter, uh, and and yeah. You know, we we saw a, we saw the spike in numbers move up when we went to the summer nats and when we we went to super super nationals. We saw a spike. Uh, it definitely was up both events. Uh, we nearly had forty total in the uh, combined pro one pro two uh, race at the super nationals, and now we're down to seven to uh, to begin the year. But I really think it's more so of 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 no not the shifter guys don't need to race twelve times nationally on the year. And I think that's part of the issue that, uh, that we're kind of experiencing because the micro, the mini and the X 30 drivers, they all want to race. They want to race every weekend, whenever they can yeah. shifter guys. It's, it's once, once a month, if that, and, and with, uh, the pro tour starting in March, it's like, okay, let's, let's get some testing in let, and testing is probably more, more seen more in the shifter categories than, than we do see with the X 30 divisions, because those are more about driver development. And with shifters, yep. it's all about learning the engine and learning the tires, as we heard, as we saw in the uh, in the column that Billy Musgrave just uh, had us uh, publish uh, this week. So I, I I think that's that's kind of where we're struggling with with uh, with the numbers in the shifter category. Well, you know, David, it's it's pretty easy whether you're talking about X thirty Master or any of the pro categories, uh, rather the the one seventy five, whether it's the Pro One, Pro Two, or G one or G two. The numbers aren't there. It's pretty easy. Scusa gets on the phone. You contact all the guys that ran the Supernats. You say, why aren't you here? It's just, you know, let's get the input from your customers and, and you'll, you'll figure it out. As this class continues to grow, there's going to be more guys that come to play. Uh, Florida is a rock cup uh, state. Let's just put it that way. We know that, right? They're going to have good shifter numbers uh, for the for the Florida Winter Tour. It's it's a very rock state. So it is what it is. Uh, I, what, I, what I did like, as you said, essentially double the numbers in the 206 senior class. They went from 13 up to 27 and essentially double the numbers as well in the KA 100 program. They went from, as you said, 21 last year to 40 overall. That's that, Those are the primary areas of growth for the winter tour, bringing Margay in and the continued growth of KA 100. It will be fun to watch uh, in the pro shifter category. We're going to have the battle between the two uh, Scusa Pro Tour champions with Kyle Wick, the pro shifter champion, and last year's pro shifter two champion, Race Liberante, on the comp cart. So they're actually now going to be racing one another in the pro shifter category. So that will be fun to watch uh, as during the, uh, the pro shifter uh, race group. Well, and here's the thing I want to find out, because Billy Musgrave isn't entered, but Chente Salas is coming to run. And he's got MRC down as his team. So let's, let's, you never know. Billy Musgrave may show up out of nowhere and, <laughs> and decide he's going to come and race, right? You never know. Well, uh, again, that's part of why we need drivers and teams to register so please. we can talk about you. You know, I mean, if, if we don't know you're coming, we're not going to talk about you. So we're not going to talk about Billy Musgrave right now. Woo! <laughs> David! David Cole, ladies and gentlemen, just getting super salty here. I like that. Good for you. Uh, so yeah, it, it, this is going to be Kyle Wick, Pro One Champion, National Number One Plate. 
against uh, Race Liberante, who will essentially give up his his plate, his zero one national plate for winning the Pro Two category to go head to head. So I, I listen. I'll be able to talk about it. These two guys going back, that battling back and forth. Kyle Wick jumping over with Rawls and Performance Group on the Tony Cart. Liberante, I believe, will be with Harden Motorsports Group for the event. I think on the Comp Cart. So I like it. I like the battle between green and yellow. Should be fun. Yeah, should be should be a good time. Uh, G1 and G2, again, only two drivers in each of those categories. G2 should be good with uh, Justin Peck and Ken Schilling uh, returning from uh, last year. Good battle in that category. Uh, Brandon Reed and Anthony Stifler in the uh, G1 division. So a couple of uh, Harden Motorsports Group uh, drivers going at it in that class. All right, David, let's jump into the Ignite, Margie Ignite program. Again, the first major of the year for the Ignite drivers. 11 drivers in senior, 17 in master. I like this I like this matchup because we talked about Gabby Chavez already. And we talked about Santino Ferrucci. Obviously, Santino jumped back behind the wheel. He's running with Chris Rock Motorsports. He was on the – I believe he'll be on the Swiss Hutless for the other two categories. Had a really good run at Daytona. So he's right back where he was. He was obviously a champion carter before he made the move to cars. Gabby Chavez came up through the ranks. He was a champion carter, one of the top guys moving. He's a Super Nationals winner when he came back uh, in 2013 or 12. I think it was 12 after winning the Star Mazda Championship. Both these guys, number one, Chavez has jumped behind the wheel of the night before, was able to, I think he won at Daytona Correct. a couple of years ago. He was super fast, super fast at the Battle of the Brickyard. He's going to be up front. Ferrucci's going to be up front. So we got these two established professional race car drivers. They're going to go head to head with Evan Stommer. I, I like that. I, I, I like that battle. I'm sure Evan is absolutely chomping at the bit to get out of it. Well, Stommer's, ra- Stommer's raced Chavez down at Daytona last year. So he has the experience. He's okay. beaten Chavez there. Uh, so he's, he's got the knowledge of racing with Chavez. Ferrucci, on the other hand, he's a wild card, as we saw all in 2019 in IndyCar racing. <laughs> Ferrucci's a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. And again, Ferrucci never raced carts as a senior driver. He jumped from juniors to to formula cars, never never raced in seniors. So actually his debut in a senior cart competition that we've we've known about was was last week at Daytona Cart Week, where he raced uh, the 100cc senior category and rock senior category. So um, that's going to be the wild card is, is what's fruit. How is Ferrucci going to race? Because again, it's, it's a Briggs, it's 10 horsepower. It's not a lot of power. So, so it's all about being smooth. And that's <laughs> something he knows going back to his old cadet days where he was racing the, the, the Homer class, the Yamaha class. He knows that's how to it. be smooth. So it's, it's seeing if he can get rid of that wild card, you know, Ferrucci in the Indy car and be back to that old Ferrucci in the cadet cart. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me throw a couple of other names out here in the senior class. One's obviously a senior driver. A couple of guys I'm pretty sure could probably run masters, but they'll be quick. Uh, I, I think that we're going to see Alexander Searle as well in the lead pack. He's a tremendous driver, done a lot of racing for MGM uh, super quick. So I think Searle will be right in the fight. As I look at the, re- at the results sheets, I, I got to say, this is back in my early days when I first started the sport. We got James Perkins and his brother Jed coming out to run it as well. A couple of drivers out of St. Petersburg. But like James was like a lifelong Margay driver back in the day, running 100 cc. So, and they're running senior with TS Racing. I, I like this. I think I love seeing those guys back on the, on the track. I, have, I haven't called a race with James in a long time. So 
I think that's super cool. Yeah, and yeah, Searle, I believe, raced our Rock Island Grand Prix with uh, with the Margay Ignite program. So I was okay. in there with him. So he's had experience on the Margay before. So we'll see how he's able to translate that at to Homestead. And then uh, another one from Rock Island was Kayla Carlson. She was involved in in one of those red flag wrecks. Actually, couldn't walk. Uh, had a back injury that uh, prevented her from walking for about a week. So she's come back into, she got back into the cart uh, probably about uh, a month after that accident. So she's going to make her way down to Florida. And Brandon Moore, as you said, another guy who should be in the master's class, but he's r- racing in the senior category. So we'll see uh, how he's able to uh, to stack up against the young guns in the senior class. Yeah, I raced against Brandon at the Battle of the Brickyard for sure. Now, the guys I did race against that I know are going to be super fast in the Masters category, you got to look out for Nick Totenhop, obviously one of the, you know, a longtime Margay guy. It's kind of been his his thing and was super impressive at the Battle of the Brickyard. He's a, he's a race winner. Pistol Pete Vetter, uh, you know, I got a chance actually to race wheel to wheel. He and I push each other around for a while at the Brickyard. He's going to be strong in the, in, in the Masters class. Uh, Manny Solo knows the racetrack down there. He's going to be good. Rod Scharf. I expect to be fast as well. Uh, Tim Hannon, he and I raced as well at the, at the Battle of the Brickyard. Tim's a veteran driver, uh, of course, fr- from uh, OVRP, the, the track owner at OVRP up in Oakland Valley. Uh, and then another one I think could be interesting to watch is Dan Breitenstein. He is uh, running with Ricer Racing. He's a, he's a local driver in Florida, in Miami, knows that racetrack very well, and he's very, very quick. And I think I'm pretty sure he and I were kind of running together as well at uh, at, at the Brickyard race. Man, I, I think he's going to be in the fight for the race win for sure. Podium, most definitely, but probably a race win as well. Yeah, I think the Masters category is definitely going to be a little bit more competitive than the senior class yeah. with, the, with yeah. all those names in there. But, David, you know how this thing works. As long as the cart's working and, and you're clean and you're in that draft, if you could hold on to Chavez and Stammer and Ferrucci up front and whoever else is going to be up front in that battle, you know what I mean? As long as you're in the draft and not getting too crazy – it comes down to the final couple of laps, especially this racetrack. Like I said, it's all about momentum with the Briggs there, right? You got to keep the momentum up. You got to keep it on the clutch. And I just think that uh, I think it could be a 10 cart battle up front. You never know. Well, hopefully they do a staggered start and they don't mix the two, because if they do mix the two, I think we could have some of the masters drivers racing yeah. up with the senior drivers. So hopefully they'll separate them because we do want to see, you know, the two categories racing with the ones that they should be racing with. I agree with you. I agree. We'll see what happens with Scusa on that one. Uh, David, let's jump into the next category, and we'll, we'll wrap up this particular segment of uh, of our Outlap podcast with KA100 Junior at 25 drivers and KA100 Senior at 15. Big increases, as obviously the KA100 program within the Scusa ranks really strong. Yeah, we. I thought the numbers were going to be actually a little bit higher because of what we saw in Daytona Cart Week uh, with uh, you know large numbers there. Uh, you know, again, could be the walk-ups. So we could get up to 50 total in, in these two categories. Uh, but yeah, big numbers, as we said. And I think the biggest increase was obviously K100 Senior because they only had three last year. And now they're up to 15. So that should be sh- yeah. that should be good. Uh, but uh, I think the thing to watch in the K100 Junior will be the mixture between the veteran junior drivers now. And we're talking like guys like Brent Cruz, Logan Adams, Jorge Ortiz, Josh Pearson, Mateo Rubio Luengo, yeah. Tyler Wettengel. All these drivers have experience now, at least one or two in the junior ranks. But we have a number of cadet graduates that are moving up into the junior ranks now, talking about Christian Miles, Ava Dobson, uh, Cameron Weinberg. So a lot, it's going to be a really good mixture of drivers. And that's what we, and 
like that, that's the great thing about the K100 Junior category is the competition is going to be a lot tighter than what we see in X30 Junior. Hey, let's throw in that uh, driver from Europe, David, who's uh, scheduled to go at least here on the entry list, Kimi Antonelli for Cardsport North America. He was definitely a challenger at the Supernats. He's entered, I believe, in both KA100 Junior and X30 Junior. He's going to be a guy up front for sure. So a little bit right? of a rematch between him and Cruz maybe yeah. from uh, Super Nationals, <laughs> huh? Maybe, maybe. You're right. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? I'd like to see that. What about the senior category? You, you look through the schedule, or the, the list. What are your... What are your, what's your insight on that class? K100 senior. Well, I think the first thing that sticks out is obviously Ferrucci. Uh, Santino Ferrucci is going to go triple duty on the weekend. So his first class that we talked about him was in, in the Marga Ignite. He's going to do K100 senior. Uh, he nearly picked up the victory there at WKA Daytona Cart Week. Had the provisional win, but a pushback bumper penalty dropped him off the top of the podium. So he should be among the top drivers uh, heading into Homestead. Uh, defending champion Julia Booz was is going to be in the field along with last year's uh, runner-up Colton Ramsey uh, racing under the Franklin Motorsports tent aboard the uh, Expri in a little collaboration between Franklin Motorsports and Innovative uh, Performance. Uh, so that they'll be they'll be in the field as well. Uh, Austin Osborne, the Scusa Pro Tour yeah. champion, is going to be in the field. So he's making his way over to race uh, at the Scusa Winter Series for the first time. So he's going to be among the among the favorites heading into the weekend as well, too. Yeah, I, I like national number one to be strong. Osborne, of course, had a great season in, in 2019. I'm not going to count out Garrett Adams either with Com- Comet Cart Sales. I think uh, I think Garrett will be right in the fight there, too. No, nope. without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So there's there's at least what a handful of uh, podium contenders that we have there. That's so it. That's it. That's it'll be said. fun to watch. You know, the juniors are going to have some some uh, graduates moving up. We've got a couple of juniors moving up to senior. That's one of the beauties about the sport. Of course, we talk it every year about you get the you know the guys that have graduated up. So that kind of opens some room in the class below for the the new guys to come to the forefront and get a chance to race for wins, but it's always those young rookies in, the, in each category. I don't care if it's micros coming to mini, minis to junior, juniors to senior. Always fun to see how the how the rookies will handle themselves, especially when you jump up into the senior class where the senior drivers really aren't always super excited to have to get you know any kind of contact with the juniors, right, David? It's all about, listen, you're coming up to the big show now, whether it's K100 senior, X30 senior, whatever it is. If you're going to come up to the big show. You got to show a little bit of respect, I think, early. No, well, it's like no, it's like high school. You have freshmen and seniors going at one yep. another. You, you know, the seniors want to keep the freshmen at bay and don't want them around. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't steal my spot. Right? There you don't go. Take my that's spot my, that's the, my lunch uh, on seat. The, on the, <laughs> that's that's it. All right, folks. Our final break in the action here on the EKN Radio Network, episode number four of the EKN Outlap, our first podcast of the 2020 season. We are glad you're tuning in. We hope you've downloaded the EKN Radio Network app off of iTunes or Google Play. You can also get EKN Radio on Spotify and through, of course, podbean.com and the Podbean app as well. Stay with us, folks. After this break, we're going to come back. We're going to do X30 Senior, X30 Junior, X30 Master, and then we'll cap it all off with Mini and Micro Swift. With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. 
we've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bet your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest carding products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT, what's in your cart? Twenty-five years of experience, twenty-five years of success. Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports are heading into their third decade in the sport with winning momentum and the best material possible. Last year's monumental victories at the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals have proven what the sport has long known. Greg Bell is one of the finest karting tuners, and he and his drivers can get the job done. Looking for a change in equipment? Get on board with Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge is North America's factory team for Formula K and Praga karts, and the new 2020 models are in stock and ready for pickup or shipping to your garage. Do you want to win like Danny Formal did with Leading Edge in Las Vegas? Call Greg Bell today at 209-369-0921 to secure your place on the team. Leading Edge Motorsports will be trackside in 2020 at the Challenge of the Americas, Scusa Pro Tour and California Pro Kart Challenge, Rock Sonoma, and the KPX Karting Championship in NorCal. From Rock to Miami to Briggs, rely on Greg Bell and Leading Edge Motorsports to give you everything you need to step into the winner's circle. Check out leadingedgemotorsports.com to learn more. Carts, parts, engines, tires, and tools. At sharkshifter.com, what you need is just a click away. We carry the biggest names in chassis, like Tony Cart and FA, DR Cart, CRG, and VLR. We have new chassis and all the parts you need. At SharkShifter.com, we also stock top quality replacement parts from Swift components, like axles, sprockets, and hubs. We have the inventory you need for your stock Honda as well, from cylinders, heads, and engine parts, to reeds, exhaust pipes, ignition covers, radiators, air filters, and air boxes. We build our own billet aluminum components as well, including motor mounts and clutch levers. Need to add to your toolbox? We offer alignment tools, brake, battery, and exhaust tools, tire gauges, and hand tools. Stop messing around getting your seat in the right position. We have a seat mounting system that makes it easy. Check the website for monthly specials. If you need it, we can get it to you fast. We ship the same day. Sharkshifter.com, your online source for carts and parts. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. David Cole joining me from Grand Rapids, Michigan, episode four of the ECAN Outlap as we preview the upcoming Supercarts USA Winter Series opener from Homestead, Florida. January 10th, 11th, and 12th, this coming weekend. David will get this thing up on the ECAN Radio Network for Wednesday and Thursday, potentially knocking it out into a podcast quickly. Uh, we want to make sure you guys are all up to date and ready to rock on the first event of the 2020 season. David, uh, X30 senior. Uh, there's obviously issues with the, you know, not issues, but there's growing pains, teething pains for the shifter side. The new uh, IME SSE 175 CC shifter now starting its second season. 
within the Supercarts USA platform. No issues, though, with X30 Senior. This will be the final year of the seven-year freeze on the tech specs on the engine. 50 drivers in Senior, 41 in Junior, 50 drivers in X30 Senior. I hope they, I hope they let everybody run the main because the track's big enough. And it'll be fun. Oh, the track is the That's track right. is certainly big enough, and I think if we can we can do it at other events, why not here? I mean, uh, it's, That's it. It really looks like a super nationals entry list. To be honest, it looks like all the same drivers we had there in November are going to be there in February in, in Florida. But we one of the one of the main issues is the junior drivers, as we talked about with cadet drivers moving up to junior uh, in the K one hundred category. Uh, a lot of notable junior drivers are moving up into senior for and making their X30 senior debuts here uh, at the Scusa Winter Series. Uh, you talk about five of the top six from last year's junior class, junior championship are moving up, including defending champion Luca Mars moving or keeping staying with speed concepts, but the race team moving to that red speed chassis. So that's a, a one thing to, to watch on the weekend. A championship runner up Diego Conteca, uh, moving up along with Luke Lang, Justin Arsenault, and uh, um, Brandon Tyner moving up uh, to the senior ranks. So that's going to be something to watch and a lot of big names that are going to be racing still in the senior category. And that's it, right? These these kids who obviously have had some time in next 30 junior, they've stood on top of the podium, they've won races, they've won championships. Well, now you jump into the deep end of the pool where you're racing against veterans like uh, Ryan Norberg and Taylor Barnard and Zachary Clayman de Mello. Dude, there's just so many fantastic guys. And, you know, you just do a quick little scan, uh, you know, through, through this Brendan Baker, like throw out names of guys that have been top running guys for a long time. Brendan Baker, Alex Pertignoli, uh, Riley can coming over with cross lake competition, done a lot of shifter cart racing as well. We talked about uh, Zachary Clayman de Mello already. Arias Duke Medjian coming back as well, David. He's a former Supercarts USA X30 junior champion. He's in the field. Hannah Greenmeyer, Jacob Gulick. I just like rolling. Hey, how about Brandon Lemke? Like, just, this thing is stacked with talent this particular weekend. This will be fun. It all starts at the top with Ryan Norberg uh, yeah. coming in as a four-time Scusa Pro Tour champion, not to mention the Scusa Winter Series defending champion. It all starts with him on the uh, Rolison Performance Group Cosmic Machine. Uh, everybody's going to be gunning for him. There's no doubt about it. I think the bullseye is probably the largest it's ever been on Ryan Norberg. Uh, you know, he just might as well put and put, put a bullseye on his helmet on that bell helmet that he has. So, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be everybody's gauging off of him. Uh, but you, but you have a uh, runner up Patrick Woods Toth, who was in the Ryan, uh, Rollison performance group tent last year. Now with prime power, power, uh, excuse me, power team, prime power team. Say that five times fast. Uh, so he's uh, on the aboard the Burrell Art chassis. So uh, we'll be it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out uh, with with Norberg returning, Woodstock moving over to a different team. All the contenders that you just mentioned that that have been in the senior ranks for the last three to four years, uh, just unbelievable. And then you throw in the junior guys, but also international stars coming over as well too. Yeah, first and foremost, I want to just just kind of rewind real quickly. This this was the interesting thing because last year, the Winter Series was the debut for Ryan Norberg with Rawls Performance. He had done the year before, you know, with with PSL karting. They they separated. Mike Rawlson said, "I need a number one guy. I want I want this guy to lead my team, to be kind of my lead coach, working along with guys he already has, like Luke Selican. You know, they're focused big time on building their junior program and to be able to have." 
Ryan Norbert under the tent as, as you know, just that access that these young junior drivers can have, I think is huge. This was, David, kind of the, the, the breakout. This, this was the opportunity for Ryan to come in and say, hey, listen, this is what I plan to do with this new team this year. We're going to rise to the occasion. Travis Anuto, the, the you know, world champion, Lorenzo Travis Anuto came over with Kart Sport uh, on the Kart Republic, wins the first race of the of the weekend. And then Ryan, Ryan won the next three races in the series to win the championship. Then would go on, of course, to win his fourth Scusa Pro Tour Championship. And I think just, I just want to, I like the fact Ryan's coming back now, having proven to the world, proven to the country that, you know, it's not a fluke what he's done four in a row, now three different chassis brands, but just amazing what he's been able to do. And now he comes back as a champion with that number one plate again, back to the winter tour where he really debuted for, for Rawlison. I think, I think that's kind of a cool thing. He's got that full year of experience with Mike Rawlison and the crew under his belt for all intents and purposes. He could be even better than he was last year. Well, it's it's a one for the thumb, you know, kind of like what we saw yeah. in, in professional motorsport or, or professional sports, you know, getting that fifth title, you know, having a, a handful of championship rings necessarily, even though we don't give them out uh, in, in Scusa Pro Tour. But just to have five, not a, not only five, but five in a row. I mean, that <laughs> that alone is just it's something unheard of in the sport in in its history of the you- sport. Yeah, David, you mentioned a couple of international stars. We'll jump into that right now. Taylor Barnhard coming in, as you said. Uh, Zachary Clayman DeMello, the Super Nationals winner from Canada, a former IndyCar driver who continues to try to, to find the backing to get back to the top of that level. Another cool, I think a really cool story, Solo Kart USA, Adam Pettit and Salvatore Sparacio, uh, their program, Solo Kart USA. They're actually bringing over a former uh, British X30 junior champion. Louis Westover is going to be running for them uh, here in 2020, talking to, to Adam a little bit and, and looking at potentially a Scusa Pro Tour run, but also potentially USPKS, maybe the F-Series as well. But uh, Louis Westover, fifth of the 2018 IAMI International Final in X30 Senior. He moved to the X30 Pro class they had last year and had some really good runs in the heat races, ended up finish, finishing ninth overall. The solo cart we've seen very strong with both Adam and Salvatore in X30 Masters racing, they've won championships in the F Series. This I, he Louis Westover could be re, a really interesting story, depending on how he comes out of the box here at Homestead. He's got to get the time on the racetrack, but here's a guy that's coming in with a pedigree of a British champion, and uh, I, I'm really it's one of the stories I'll be following throughout the weekend. Well, and again, like we we began the podcast with the the track seems simple enough, Bo. So it's how quickly he can adapt to to the the nuances of the yes. 90 degree corners because each one's a little bit different it's not the same 90 degree corner you know cor- you know corner by corner they're all a little bit different from one another so it's how quickly he can adapt to that and again it's just you know the the field is obviously stacked we talked about Ferrucci going triple duty so he's going to be a factor all those drivers we've already talked about so you got anywhere between 20 to 25 drivers that have the opportunity to be at the top of the podium yeah, you, you throw Mateus Morgado, Sebastian Montoya. There's just so many, so many guys. We just don't know what the top ten is going to look like. We can we can predict some of the names we're going to see there for sure, uh, but you never know what's going to happen in that next ten. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, David, you mentioned a lot about guys that have graduated from junior: Luca Mars, Diego Conteca, uh, Luke Lang, Justin Arsenal, Brandon Tyner. It's going to open the door a little bit, isn't it, for the drivers in X30 Junior? There's a, there's that second tier of drivers. It's their turn to shine. It's their final year or second couple of years in X30 Junior. We're going to see some new names up front. Yeah, not necessarily new, but maybe just yeah. different names uh, per, 
promoting the, or getting themselves up front, at least at the Scusa Winter Series. Uh, there's a lot of names that we saw towards the end of the 2019 season that are going to be factors in the championship, if not every every win uh, or every fight for podium uh, throughout the Scusa Winter Series. You're talking about John Burke from Texas, Josh Pearson uh, uh, from from the West Coast, Brent Cruz. Nikita Johnson from right there in Florida. Jeremy Fletcher, another Florida driver. Mateo Rubio Luengo, another Florida driver. These are all names we know we, that we've seen up front. And these are all names we probably expect to see battling up front uh, as the weekend goes on. Uh, so these are all names that, that have the opportunity to put themselves up early at the start of the year and get themselves that momentum to start this, the summer season. Yeah, some of the other names I think that we'll probably see as well. You know, you, you know, you'll obviously get a chance to talk about some of the graduates coming up from the, from the cadet ranks. But you know, as, as I scroll down again, you look at a Noah Baker and a Paul Bocuse and some of these guys. I'm used to talking about, right? I'm used to talking about them in the top five, top ten. But then you throw in Anderson Leonard and Jack Jeffers and Logan Toke and Costello, and you know, on and on of drivers coming up from cadet again, having to kind of step up, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be how quickly they can adjust to the full-size carts, the more power. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of these kids have, have already tested. I know Toke has been doing um, KA100 Junior on the West Coast, so now he's making that jump up to X30 Junior. So we'll see how he's able to adapt to that. So it's all, again, just, and again, how quickly can you adapt to to the change? And it's a big change that we typically see from cadet to juniors. Some drivers get it right away. Some drivers need a full year to to get under their belts before they're able to uh, to fight in the top ten or even for a podium position. Yeah, and again, uh, Kimi Antonelli, the Italian driver running for Rosberg Racing over in Europe, had a pretty good run in his debut here at the Super Nationals. He's back in the field as well. He's doing double duty, and I I have to believe he'll battle for race wins in both categories as well if the super nationals were any indication without a doubt uh he he along with uh, taylor bernard in the senior category those are the two factory cart republic drivers coming over to uh to kind of uh to work with the cart sport north america team and and the drivers under that tent to uh to get the year started right for for the cart republic brand all right, David, we talked a little bit about the fact that there's a, a drop in the X30 Masters field, just 10 drivers in the category, but we got some pretty good names. You got a defending champion. You got former Supercar USA winner Renato Jader-Davidi, won three of the four races last year. You throw in the solo kart guys in Pettit and Sparacio, as I said, who are very happy with the way they've dialed in their solo kart. It's ready to rock. And then you got the Texas Pro Kart Challenge champion for cross-link competition, uh, Miguel Mir, as well. 10 drivers, but a good field in the X30 Masters class. Yeah, good field. And again, this could be one of those categories where we see some walk-up entries come in. Uh, again, we're just coming off Christmas break. A lot of fathers might not have the credit cards ready to go yet. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you never know. So we'll see. Uh, but again, you know, I expect uh, Renato Yadar David to be the top contender uh, coming off last year's uh, fabulous season, not only at the Scusa Winter Series, but all throughout 2019. Indeed, both the Carapalettis, Kim and Scott Carapaletti coming down from New York as well. And if they dial things in, we've seen them being able to run in the front of the pack as well in that front lead group. So both the Carapalettis, veteran drivers uh, coming down in as well. 32 racers in Mini Swift, David, and the kind of guy that we, we really watched last year throughout the season really step up, end up winning the championship, end up winning the Super Nats, Kai Sorensen. Not in the Mini Swift category this, this particular year. He's moving on to X30 Junior, but he's not an X30 Junior as well here at the winter series, we got to do some more 
uh, to get some real facts of what's going on. But we're being told that uh, uh, that Kai is going to be running in Europe this year, potentially with the Tony Kart factory. We'll get more information. Uh, we're hearing some cool names being bandied out about sponsorship or support uh, for Kai. But essentially, he'll be running in Europe this year. So no Kai Sorensen in the in the Mini Swift battle for the first time in, what, three years, right? Yeah, first time in three years. But it, yeah, just I just thought it was kind of interesting that he wasn't starting out the year down in Florida because you, you, there's nothing going on right now in Europe as far as racing. It's just a lot of testing whenever the snow is not covering the racetracks there in Italy. Yeah. Um, so I, I was really shocked to see him not uh, not racing this year in, in Florida. But, you know, he could be one of those walk-up entries we don't know about. Oh, uh, let's not do that. If he, <laughs> I, but, but he'd be in, he'd be a junior anyways, right? I know, He's done but, with I, know but I still, you know, defending – Scusa Pro Tour champion defending Scusa Winter Series champion. So we just had to to make note that he's not in the field this year. So that no more Kai Sorensen. Yep. No more Kai and Mini Swift. That opens the door though, David, for a for a bunch of drivers to kind of step to the forefront. Who do you think we're gonna see running at the lead of the pack? Well, if I recall last year it was a pretty good battle throughout the the Scusa Winter Series. I think well, we had I think four different winners last year. If I'm nope, three different winners. So Kai yeah. won twice. You had Christian Miles winning one. He's moved up to uh, the junior ranks. And then Miguel Costa was uh, the inaugural winner. I believe that had a little bit of controversy with some penalties and, and moved up Miguel to uh, to the top of the podium. So so you got to start with Miguel. He's coming back. I believe this is his third year in, in mini, maybe second year, uh, probably third year if, I, if I'm correct. So he's going to be among the contenders. Caleb Graffar. Going to be among the contenders now, making his second year in the uh, in the mini mini category. Parker DeLong had a strong Daytona WK Kart Week, uh, won provisional th- all three races, but had one taken away for a pushback bumper penalty. So came out of there with two trophies and went on his uh, on his trophy mantle. He actually moved over from Nitro Kart to the Syntec operation uh, out of Indianapolis. So he ran aboard a Tony cart that weekend. So we're expecting the same, uh, this coming weekend as well. Um, Max Garcia, uh, 2018 Scusa pro tour, uh, champion. He's going to be uh, making his second year in micro, in micro. He's, in yep. the micro, in a micro yeah, class. He's gonna be yep. making his, his home track, his home track, his second year now in the mini yeah. ranks, Austin Jers of the Merlin nation, Cooper shipment from representing Texas. So there's a lot of good drivers, uh, that will be uh, up there fighting for the victory. Yeah, you, you throw the names out. I, I think you obviously Costa was strong last year. Caleb Gaffera, of course, coming out his first year uh, in the Mini Swift class last year and was like running right up front battling with Kai Sorensen. So he likes this racetrack. Now, of course, with the PSL karting crew, and I, I would expect to see Caleb be strong. Parker, as you said, Parker DeLong coming off his Daytona success. Garcia knows this racetrack really well. He's going to be very good in Jers and Shipman. Throw in Sebastian Weldon as well. Great to have that second-generation driver with us. Sebastian going to be running uh, the Winter Series as well. Uh, 32 drivers in Mini Swift. David, let's cap things off. Have a look at Micro Swift. 17 drivers in the youngest category in the Supercarts USA program. Yeah, it's a good it's a good number to uh, to start the year. Just down only two because again, uh, the Micro category is is always jostling with numbers because you have kids that that are staying kids that are moving up some kids, you know, you don't quite get the kid cart moved up yet. Uh, so yeah, it's a good number. It was 17. Uh, you have defending Scusa pro tour champion, Jack Iliff in the field. So he's going to be the, one of the drivers. Everybody's going to keeping an eye on uh, throughout the weekend. I don't believe he raced last year in the series. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to double check here. 
Jack Ilef, yep, finished seventh in the championship. So didn't exactly start the year off, had one podium in those four rounds of racing down there in Homestead. So we'll see if he's able to uh, to to carry that momentum from Pro Tour and take it into uh, a Scusa Winter Series championship. Yeah, I think he's going to be very strong. And again, just the, the, the fact that he's got some track time, I think will be good. Uh, Carson Weinberg running as well. I think Carson's going to be strong. I look forward to seeing James Moss as well. Uh, Moss is one of those drivers out of the Texas program running with Iron Rock Motorsports. He ran in the Texas Pro Car Challenge last year in Micro and was uh, battling for the race wins, I think, week in and week out. Uh, Kai Johnson, I expect him to be very quick as well. This is one of those deals, as you said, David, Just it's we always – New young drivers coming in, and it's it's such a quick and steep learning curve for the drivers here. And there's always that you know that big separation between the rookie kid in micro and the guy who has maybe one or two years already in the class, and he's just got that much more speed. So we always see bigger separation in micro, but the racing up front of the guys that do have, guys and girls that have that experience is always so good. It, oftentimes, the micro swift is the cleanest and best racing we see all weekend long. It is. They they drive a little bit with more respect than than a lot of the other categories do, yep. uh, because they you know they don't like to piss each other off. You know, it, then they well, don't. They wanna, yeah. You can't play football afterwards with them if if, you, <laughs> if they it. have the football. So yeah, yeah listen, I, I didn't want to take him off the track because Dad, he he's the guy. He's the only guy here with the football. Yeah, and he so. won't pass it. To, he won't pass it to me no, if I wreck him. No. Right. Yeah. So I think I think Kai Johnson. Yeah, you mentioned him. He yeah. uh, he won at the the Rock the Rio. Uh, so he's definitely got uh, momentum going into the 2020 season. So again, a lot of, again, as you said, there'll, there'll be some names that'll be at the front and there'll just be some drivers that are there getting some seat time, learning, you know, trying to make that, that progression of getting quicker and quicker as the weekend goes on. You know, I'll, I'll throw this one out here because I just, I love it because it just connects my entire racing career. How old you are? We talk about, <laughs> no, a little bit of that easy now. <laughs> We talk a little bit about second generation drivers, right? I like this third generation driver too, and Isaac Malkin. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much you remember, David. About well, I've talked about it before, but how much you remember about stock car racing? But Isaac's dad, Marcus, and then his dad, Mark. Mark Malkin was a top ASA driver for a time, uh, engine builder, uh, car builder, uh, just a fantastic super late model driver. Uh, on the oval tracks. Marcus, of course, now has his son racing as well. Marcus is a uh, a late model racer, but he's got his son Isaac running. He's coming down to the Winter Series. That's third generation. And I love that. Coming from the stock car ranks. Makes me happy. Yeah, I'm not that old to where I know three generations. So You don't know Mark Malkin. I, Come I, on. Actually, I don't know. you. I heard you say ASA, so it, part, it's, oh, it, man. It's, it sparked my interest, but I do not know the name. I'm uh, sure he, if I went he, back he, in the memory banks and looked at everything, I might it might spark some memory. Oh yeah, he was a badass for sure. Mark was uh, Mark was fun to watch. Came up to Canada, ran in Ontario quite a bit with Junior Hanley and on his chassis, and it was it was good stuff. Now, Dave, let's just well, wrap that's the connection. Right. Now I under because of Junior Hanley because there, there's raced, the connection. Now here, here's he'll take care of it for you. He raced against Butch Miller and Dick yeah. Trickle and uh, and Mike Eddy and Bob Seneca. Harold and those Fair. are the yeah, those are the five names I remember. <laughs> that's right. yeah, and he would, and he ran he ran against them all and beat them all. He was good. Uh, let's wrap Not things up, Berlin. David. Not at Berlin. Who was who the big badass at Berlin? Butch. I'm, Butch and Seneca. And Seneca. There you and go. And Trickle. Yeah. There you go. Do you know what, uh, do you know what, uh, Bob Seneca's brother's name is? Ah, uh, I know the sons, Terry. Terry's, Terry's his brother. No, there's a, there's a Terry. Well, there's a Terry Jr. Jr. Yeah. Probably a Terry Jr. Yeah. Okay. Well, Terry, and Terry ran number 37. Okay. Like me. There you go. 
<laughs> All right, folks, we're going to wrap things up here on the EKN Outlap. David and I going through a preview of the upcoming opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series in Homestead this coming weekend. I look forward to getting out of this cold and sloppy, crappy weather up here in Cambridge, heading south uh, to Homestead. Really, look, I always love going to this racetrack. It's always been one of my favorites, as I had said earlier. Uh, follow us live because we'll have our first EKN Trackside Live event of the weekend www.ecardinews.com slash live on your mobile phone or on the website, whatever it may be, to get the live play-by-play throughout the weekend. Uh, Alicia Hodap will be down there with me. She'll be running the broadcast and handling a lot of our social media as well. David, as always, make sure to follow our social media platforms, right? Because we uh, will be cranking content out on Facebook, Twitter, a ton of it on Instagram as well. And make sure, stay in the loop, everybody, with your hashtag at Scusa Winter Series or at EKN at Scusa. Right now. Yep. Those are the two uh, hashtags to follow. Make sure you follow those. So that way you can keep up to date on Twitter, Facebook. And again, as you said, on Instagram, I'll be at home watching uh, all the coverage because I won't be there. It'll be uh, one of those weird weekends where I'm not at the racetrack, but everything, everybody else is (laughs) three weeks, David, three weeks back. You're you're back on the road, right? Two weeks, three weeks. that's actually three. I, th- I think my family's getting sick of me right now, so it'll be good. Uh, no, <laughs> no doubt. I'm sure they can't wait to pack your suitcase and kick you out the front door. <laughs> well, it, it, you and I are going to two. We're going to Tucson. Yeah, we are. We're going to go to Tucson, different hotel, so that'll be a unique experience for us. But uh, probably all the same, uh, the food stops that we make uh, throughout our no Tucson doubt. weekend. We're going to have Mexican on Friday, probably some <laughs> Italian place on Saturday, and then a good steak on Sunday. What are we having for lunch on Friday? Ooh, what trucks are we getting? That'll be interesting. Uh, well, I was I was thinking more about the fact that you're going to want to get in and out as soon as you get there. Well, I I yeah, because I don't get there till Thursday late. So maybe maybe yeah, maybe late. we'll do okay. it a, a late Thursday night run. You know, because oh, I can do that. You, you can't yeah, say no to In and Out at 10 p.m. Or can you? No, you cannot, my friend. All no, right. you cannot. Well, folks, this is it. We are started our first podcast of the 2020 season. Thank you so much for tuning in here to the EKN Radio Network. This has been the Outlap. We're ready to go. Supercart USA Winter Series kicking things off this weekend in Homestead. We hope you tune in to the EKN Trackside Live program. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>